death. It is only a transition to a different sphere of consciousness. Carol Ann is not like those she's with. She is a living presence in their spiritual earthbound plane. Hello and welcome to episode 14 of the Talking to the Dead podcast. So this week has been, uh, as usual, an interesting time where I've had that very strong feeling that um, something is going to come through that's going to be quite important. And I think certainly for the last three or four days, um, I've had that feeling and I think I've been getting the messages that we're going to be talking about a very serious subject and it's about war. I don't need to tell you that the atmosphere in the world at the moment is getting rather critical. All the talk of uh, the clock that is moving towards doomsday, although it didn't move, it stayed at, I think, 90 seconds to midnight. But everywhere you look, every newspaper that I come across, all the TV programs, are all talking about how we're, impen- we're going towards an impending Third World War, maybe. Uh, and some sort of conflict that's going to involve all of us. There's even the information in the newspapers that uh, in my old country, the United Kingdom, uh, the people would love us to sign up to uh, join the army at one point and how conscription may come back in. And it seems like uh, in a a rather strange, perverse way, um, we're all being sort of softened up to be prepared for some major cataclysmic conflict. So I certainly felt that um, some of the information that's going to come today would perhaps give me some guidance on on that subject and uh, give us an indication as to what on earth is happening and what is the purpose of all of this. So as usual, due to the magic of podcasts, uh, I'm just going to focus now and try to call on my guardian angel Titan and see if um, she or he will come through, and let's see who else uh, maybe wants to come through and talk today. Okay, so uh, Titan has certainly popped in, and uh, she's showing me something now. It's uh, it's like a room, um, and of course, what immediately came to my mind was a war cabinet. It was almost like there is a room, and it's got a group of people from what I can see, it's 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 a, it's a room. It's about maybe 50, 60 square meters. It's not big. Uh, and there's, it's a table, and there are a bunch of people sitting around in chairs. And uh, I'm being introduced to them by Titan. It seems to me that they're a group of people who um, are sitting there beyond our consciousness, obviously in another dimension. And they seem to be some sort of council that seem to be involved in a particular subject, which is war, which is very interesting. Uh, So I'd say to Titan, what is all this about? Um, She is saying that this is a collective consciousness of um, people who have, through their thinking of war uh, and their planning of war and the negativity that goes with that, 
have actually created a force, a, a group of people that can affect what happens on our earth. And by actually thinking as we all do about war, we are actually manifesting this group that organizes everything. Um, before we actually have any form of conflict, um, subconsciously, every single one of us um, knows that something bad is going to happen. Uh, it's a little bit like premonition. People have that feeling, she says, that before something bad happens, people feel something is going to happen. She's mentioning it's the same with animals, that they kind of know when a big storm is going to come. Uh, and she's reminding me that when I was young, um, I had a dog, and my dog would run around excitedly in small circles um, when she knew that my mother was coming by car, and she could have been hundreds of miles away. But he would still get all excited and jump up and down, and we kind of knew, ah, she's on her way. Well, in the same way, uh, we all know precisely what's going to happen. So we will not only know when a war is going to occur, um, but we also will know in our minds what the outcome of that war will be. Um, it's something that has been decided. It's something that um, we cannot avoid. Um, but there is the counterbalance to this which is peace and being peaceful and the opposites are always important in this but we can't as humans know precisely what's going to happen and we can't precisely know when a war is going to come but in our in our subconscious and in the subconscious realms where all our consciousness comes from there is uh, there is somehow funnily enough there's almost a vacuum because there should be no need for war, but we create that in the human realm, and that's becoming a reality because of all the thinking that's happening about war. Everything that we're doing, um, everybody who's concerned, everybody who's worried, all the journalists who write the stories, all the books that are written, all the TV shows that we watch, all of this has a part in creating a real potential existence for war and in our minds as we're creating it we're seeing that the outcome can be real um, there is in all of us though a natural desire she's saying for peace and for all of us um, we wish that to be stronger than the desire for war. Yeah, but the most important thing, the most important message, she, she said, is that at the moment, as a human race, and particularly even in, uh, in Europe, she's saying um, there is such a talk of a third world war, of maybe Russia and Ukraine, or there's talk in the Middle East. And... All of this creation is creating a war potential. It's a potential reality that we are creating by talking about it and maybe turning, turning it into a reality. And um, she says that this group that she's showing me are, if you like, 
created by us. Uh, and they are creating the potential for the war. And they are organizing, even that word, organizing the realities for us. But they're being fed also by us. So as long as we keep thinking about it and talking about it and creating that, if you like, negative side of, of our emotions, we are thought projecting and we are creating the possibilities for war. Um, what everybody fears, uh, what everybody is frightened of, has such a strong um, emotional building potential. People are concentrating on it incredibly and they end up being more attracted eventually to, a, to, a, to concentrating on a war and conflict than they do on peace and harmony. And this creates an incredibly strong uh, potential for conflict. So it's very important that people... Um, don't use this as a subconscious desire for conflict. She's saying that sometimes conflict happens because people desire to have a conflict for more than just the reason of having a war. She's saying that all the negativity that builds up in us can then turn into a desire without us being consciously aware for a war. It's a form of safety valve for us that we feel that we can externalize our fear and our worry. But the danger is that it becomes very real. And we then can, as she's saying, almost talk ourselves into a war. Well, I'm obviously interested in what the purpose. So if the purpose, therefore, is that uh, you know, we want to externalize, perhaps, some of our negative emotions... Is that what causes all wars? Uh, and I think what Titan is, is indicating to me is that she's saying it's almost um, it's a foregone conclusion because everything has happened in terms of time. Everything that can happen has happened. Um, there is the, the probable future right now um, that there could be a war. But we do have a choice. Uh, we have a choice to become positive. And to think positively and to think right. She's actually saying to me, she's reminding me of people like John Lennon and um, peace activists. Um, she's even talking about people who talk about the environment and want to be positive and make a change. She's saying that this is a very positive effect on people's consciousness. But equally, you'll get people on the other side, she says, who will talk about wanting to create armies and spend more on defense and um, potentially get ready for a huge conflict and where millions of people may be killed. There's even the discussion about nuclear weapons. Now she's actually just put into my mind this thought and it's, it's linked to this group of people that I'm seeing that they are talking very animatedly at a table. It's almost like they're having some sort of negotiation and they seem to be making a decision about what will happen to us in the future in terms of conflict. It's a distinct group that just deals with conflict. Um, I'm now being given a vision 
of um, something that I have heard of before, and I think it was mentioned in a previous episode, and that concerns the influence of what we would call extraterrestrials, um, and we would probably call all this um, this activity that's been happening, uh, particularly in the United States, where there seems to be some form of uh, congressional approval for disclosure of what the United States knows about extraterrestrials. Um, what is quite interesting to me now is that she's saying to me is that um, this disclosure is coming very imminently. But at that point, we will sort of realize the fact that um, this Earth is not ours alone. And it's not so much that people are extraterrestrial, she says. As mentioned before, there are many, um, many forms of consciousness and life that exists in other realms and other dimensions simultaneously with us um, all over the universe, but particularly on Earth. And they've been with us for a long time. So at times of particular worry that the human species may be causing damage to the Earth, and that could potentially cause problems in other realities and other dimensions, um, they, will make, uh, they will form together committees and they will decide how they're going to affect us or influence us in order to prevent us from, well, to put it crudely, destroying ourselves. Okay, so is this group that I'm seeing a group of such people? And she's saying, yes. What you're seeing is one of a group of, of people that live within other dimensions simultaneously to us discussing what are they going to do with us to prevent us from blowing ourselves up and causing tremendous ripple effects. Um, she's mentioning that the same thing happened, in, in the, the, which is very topical with Oppenheimer and then in 1945 when they released the first atomic bombs. That, no coincidence, she said, was when uh, huge amounts of discussions about extraterrestrials and seeing um, crashed uh, alien craft or whatever, that all started happening at about that same time. And there has been also um, a lot of times that yeah, these um, extraterrestrials have made themselves known um, to the American government and other governments um, outside bases where rockets with nuclear warheads are stored. And um, this is because they are part, that was part of what this group was organizing. It was a, a group to try to influence Earth decisions uh, in, in, a, in a reasonably passive way, but enough to make people think that there is some force that is greater than us in the human realm that is very seriously interested in the way that we make decisions and is there to help us make the right decisions. Um, but this is way beyond um, the... The, the the realm, if you like, of the dead, she's saying. This is not where we're not talking to people who are dead. We're talking about people who are in a much closer level to us, who are living simultaneously in different um, realities and in different dimensions. And they are inter interwoven with us and integral to us. They constantly are working with us in order to affect the human species and help educate us and help develop us. But this is different from the much higher realms of the consciousness where we all come from. That is slightly different, she says. 
but at a more base level, we've got a bunch of consciousnesses, and that's what she's showing me now, a bunch of energy consciousnesses, where you may call them different species, that are working in order to prevent us from doing something that could affect them as well. Well, I suppose what I'm very interested in is what is going to happen next. Have you got any information, perhaps, from this group? Uh, can, can they say anything to me now as to what could be happening next? Uh, she's saying most, most definitely um, it's happening very soon. Um, this is getting to crisis point. And this committee um, that meets regularly and at certain times when um, the earth is in a serious position. And she's saying at the moment they are very, very concerned about what is happening. And we should get prepared um, because it's not going to be allowed that we destroy the earth because the earth isn't just ours. And simultaneously at the time that we start really ratcheting up this pressure, um, these individuals, these groups, will start making themselves known. And in a way, she's saying to me that they've made themselves known before. It's just because of um, the government's being secret about it, because they did, perhaps didn't want to worry us. Um, they haven't told us that they've actually met us before, but they have. There have been summits between high-ranking members of the government and these groups. And it's happened before. And it's happening now, she's saying. And they're working very hard in a sort of united nations of, or united cosmos of, of realities to keep the order. Well, that does sound amazing. I mean, how come all this can happen in such secrecy and we don't know about it? And she's saying, well, it's the decision that was made for various reasons. Uh, the, these, these groups uh, are, are pledged almost not to interfere with us directly as people, but to work through our leaders. Um, she's saying, you, you know, you've heard about the divine right of, of royalty and leadership. They work directly with those people um, in order to try to affect the, the probable realities that are going to take place because of the way that we are affecting um, the, the possible future of the earth but she again says the way we as people can change it positively is to stop thinking so negatively about things and perhaps yes you mean almost like switching off the news uh, and she's kind of laughing at me yeah it's kind of like that we are talking ourselves into oblivion by watching all of this stuff talking about it and worrying and most of all it's the fear and the worry it's the strong emotions that create the, the material effect. Now, quite interestingly, suddenly I started getting quite shaky. My hands were shaking there, and I, I just don't know what was going on. Um, and Titan is, is saying to me that she's now showing me um, what collective fear feels like. Um, she, she says you can interpret it as being almost like shaking with fear. There is such a lot of energy that's created in the world by people, and she's using that word saber-rattling, as we say in England too, where people are threatening war and threatening violence and threatening the use of, of nuclear weapons. P 
people are creating this fear and it, and it's it's a very strong feeling and it it's almost like so physical that i can feel it making me shake and worry so really is there anything that we can do titan is there anything that we as humans at the moment can do to avoid um, a catastrophic war that could potentially cause us a lot of problems uh, and she's saying to me f that I sh that we shouldn't fear about this because it's never going to happen it's never going to be allowed to be happening uh, there are too many interests too many uh, different dimensions involved in the earth to allow this to happen it's, ha it's not happened all these years because at the point if it gets dangerous um, these other groups such as the group I've been watching which is not there anymore but that group that I saw in a way thank goodness we have groups like that that are involved in the oversight of the decisions that we're making but she is saying that it's got to the point this time that the governments are going to have to start explaining to us um, exactly um, what they know about these groups. Uh, there is a certain tendency, she says, amongst the political elites not to say much about that because it could almost undermine their own authority, she says. But if it gets to the point um, that people might start pushing nuclear buttons or creating a third world war, uh, she says, be sure... Um, this will not happen, and these groups will make themselves known. They've been making themselves known more and more, um, and they've been creating the, the circumstances that allow um, this information to come to the public notice. Um, people are being uh, encouraged subconsciously to come forward and to say what they know. Um, and the secrets, if you like, she says, is, is not going to be kept for very much longer. She's now showing me, um, actually, it's a, it's, an, it's a film. It's, uh, it's, it, and she's, it's a by, by the director, Stanley Kubrick, and um, it was called Dr. Strangelove. And uh, she's saying that, um, uh, quite interestingly, that particular director she says, was making uh, this film, which is principally an anti-war film, at a time of very heightened um, concern in the United States of a Cold War and then potentially a hot war with Russia. Um, and they believe, yes, that, that Stanley Kubrick was, um, he was being used as a vehicle in order to try to present to the world in a way that they could understand the stupidity of all the negativity and how uh, we can just walk blindly into something terrible, almost by mistake. And she's saying, uh, think of that. Think on the fact that um, we have to be so careful about what we say and what we think and what we feel. Otherwise, it's so easy to blindly walk into a catastrophe. Well, I paused then, and that's because Titan is now showing me something else that I, I see very clearly. And now, of course, I see it, I sort of recognize it, and it's something that I saw in a dream earlier in the week. And it's a room where um, there are a lot of books, and people are talking, and people are also reciting things, and they're almost uh, reading out aloud to each other. Um, it's a chance for us to, to talk about things, but in a positive way. 
she says that there are equally groups of people there talking about peace and talking about how to counteract the negativity in the world. Um, and she says that this is also a very strong force because while we're talking about the people who are talking about war or wanting to create the damage, there are, of course, huge amounts of positive thoughts, people who are genuinely worried and concerned about the future and want to help humanity and want world peace. Uh, and they are also creating a, a very strong physical reality as well that can almost counteract that. So she's saying if you want to help humanity, we need to be part of that and we need to be putting all the positive thoughts out there about all the good things that are being done and praise and celebrate the good things that are being done to prevent war and to help people. Um, and now Titan has shown me um, a, a quiet area where she's sitting and she's sitting with other people and she says that she just wants to talk to me quietly now about a couple of issues that are quite personal uh, to me and to other people. But she wants to, she wants to discuss how, in general, how um, a lot of people, and particularly people who are very sensitive and probably psychic, people who are, in a way, very connected spiritually, are, f are suffering at the moment, are suffering from... Um, a, a, a lack of clarity, uh, a lack of faith in the future, and are seriously concerned to the point of almost being depressed about it, but not kind of understanding on a day-to-day -day basis why they're feeling that way. She's saying this is, if you like, the third category that um, she wishes us to address. The first being the ones who are pushing for war, the second ones that are pushing for peace, and then she says the, there's the great third level of humanity where people aren't even terribly sure why they're feeling this tremendous stress and strain and why they worry so much, the sense of premonition that they have that something bad is going to happen. And she says this is what she wishes to address. Um, she's now telling me that um, this actually segues rather neatly um, into uh, into a message, an email that I got from Isabel. Um, and she says that I have the answers to the questions that she is asking. Um, now, actually, Isabel sent me a, a message and I, I asked if it was all right if I discussed this in the show. And she said, most definitely I could. Um, I will just quickly try to find that email and see if I can read it to you. Okay, um, now Isabel, now I obviously know Isabel very well and she um, has been going through a lot of change in her life but she writes that she uh, has a feeling that she's been in a very complex and intense state of changing um, and she's been uh, in contact with angels, uh, a particular angel companion and she feels that that's bringing out in her um, a lot of memories from the past and a certain amount of hurt, um, painful things. And she's working very, very seriously to try to understand um, what all this, uh, this means. Um, and she was hoping that she could reach back to uh, her grandmothers 
um, Elizabeth and Maria, and maybe that they could, if they are able to, come forward today and maybe give us some information that could help her understand why she's feeling where she, why, why she's feeling what she's feeling, what does it mean, and where should she be focusing her energy? Uh, what, where is she leading to? A Titan is very happy uh, to talk to Isabel. Um, Titan, is it possible that you could find Elizabeth and Maria and they could come and perhaps say something to us? Okay, well, I am, I am getting this... I'm in the room now. <laughs> in fact... Um, this, this is why we, we're here. Um, she's sitting there, and there are a few people in there, and I'm being led to believe that Maria and Elizabeth are sitting there. Um, they're sitting there because they don't normally sit there, she said. But they've come through, um, and she again reminds me that this is not the Elizabeth and Maria that you would know beyond the point of death. This is, this is a representation that's being made for me and for you, Isabel, of who these people are. Um, she says you can probably feel their energy, and, and I can feel the energy. And I hope that the energy will come through in this broadcast as well. She's saying that um, their energy is such that they cannot speak. Um, and it's, it's, And they're not... They're not able to communicate without the help of Titan. Um, she's saying to me, please don't worry, that's, that's not unusual. Um, when people pass on and they move slowly and inexorably upwards through the realms, um, their whole personality that we knew in Earth time gets absorbed into the energy consciousness and they no longer have that ability to communicate to us physically because um, it's really so hard. It's almost as if they're talking from such a high frequency. Yeah, I understand. It was just like very in the very early episodes where I felt I couldn't reach these high frequencies. She's saying it's exactly the same thing. She's saying top down. She's saying top down. And this is what's going on. But she can help. She can help me, she said, um, be a conduit to you, Isabel, and try to explain some things for you. But it's not just for you, because they are sitting there as part of this group. And this is what she wants to say to all people. Uh, and I think this is coming from Elizabeth, that um, all people on Earth who feel sensitive to the way things are going on are feeling at the moment a tremendous change. And she's saying that you, Isabel, are not the only person who's feeling that way. Uh, it seems like that in isolation. Um, and she's saying that um, she has this feeling that she's said this to you before, that it's, you're always thinking that it's only you and that you're the one who's feeling that way and nobody is. And maybe you're being made to feel a bit strange for that. And I think Maria is nodding. <laughs> Um, but they're saying, please don't feel that way, because what you're feeling is a representation of so many people, because you are so clairvoyant in your own way um, that 
you are picking up the energies of other people. It's not your energy um, that is lost focus. It's not your energy that needs purpose. You have the purpose and you have the energy and you have the knowledge in you, um, but you are being sidetracked by the, the energies of people around you that are sort of hijacking almost or jumping up on your needs and changing your direction because of their needs. So um, I'm being said, yeah, they're saying to me that the, the best advice that they would give you is to carry on the way you are. Um, the, the, the choices that you're making now, even if you don't realize it, sub subconsciously you're making the right choices, they say, and that it's going to work in the direction that you feel it should work. But at the moment, you're having to deal with um, other people's energies because that's the way you are and that's the way you've always been. You're always a person who soaks up the energy around you and you're unable to avoid that and you want to help people and you want to be able to sort out their problems. But in the same time, you sometimes feel that you're losing focus of your own future, but you're not. And actually, you know that you're not losing focus at all. In a way, she says it's just confirming. I think this this is this is the two ladies again. She, they're just saying, Isabel, this just confirms should confirm to you that you are on the right path and you know you're on the right path, and that worrying about the people around you at the moment and trying to help the people around you at the moment is part of your focus and is part of what you should do and you should feel so proud and you should feel so rewarded and you should feel that you've achieved so much by doing that. They're actually clapping hands and smiling um, it's, and it, there's a joyful atmosphere there. Um, they seem to be so proud that you are able to do that. Um, and, and saddened as well that you that you see this is some, something negative in you, but it's not. It's, I can only repeat it. They're just saying it's not. Just keep, they're saying keep on doing what you're doing. Um, don't feel that you're doing something wrong. The, honestly, really tears in my eyes at the moment. I, I'm quite overcome because. Um, the, the energy that I'm seeing in that room, I hope it comes through to you. Um, it's a message for Isabel, but it's not just for her. It's for all of you, uh, everyone who feels at the moment that they just don't seem to know that they're making the right choices, that they're going in the right direction, that their focus is somehow lost. It's not lost, they're saying. You're, you're feeling that because that is what you're supposed to be doing. And you are being, you should be rewarded and you should feel rewarded that you do feel that way. And there's nothing wrong with it. Uh, keep going because ultimately it is your purpose. It's your choices that you, you made and good things will come from it. And if you're worried about your, what you're going to get out of this, they're saying, um, you are getting out of it just this, which is probably the best thing that you could ever get from being human. I don't know if uh, Maria uh, and Elizabeth liked flowers, 
but they've li- they've they've literally just got baskets of flowers suddenly in their hands, and they're standing up and they're bringing them towards me because I'm seeing this room as if I'm a sort of a closed circuit TV camera looking into this room, and they've got these most beautiful flowers, wonderful colours in a beautiful like a wicker basket, and they're both holding them up with a great big smile. And, you know, they're for you, Isabel. And I think that's lovely. That's fantastic. And thank you very much, Tite, for showing me that room. What a, that's such a positive way to end. And I think that energy I feel, that tremendous loving energy of people who, who were before but are no longer there, but are still sending such energy, um, even if they're not who they were. They still have that energy of who they were and the effect that it had on you. And that's what we need to be pulling from. And this is what Titan is now saying to me. To end this now, she said, this is the whole purpose of this episode, is to show the the immense power of positive energy and loving energy. The power of your, your relatives that have passed, that still care so much in their own way, but they inspire us to be thinking positively and doing good things. And we need to be doing so much more of that to combat the worry and the fear that is being presented to us in the media and by people in power. And as long as we have that basis um, to work with, then we are doing the right thing. We are doing what we chose to do before we were born. Thank you.